0: Hi, I'm Evan from Silver Spring, Maryland.
1: I'm Nicole from Toronto.
0: I'm Jake from Chattanooga. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is produced independently and supported by listeners like you and me. You should support the show like I did. It's easy. Just visit maximumfun.org slash donate.
2: I'm Jesse Thorne. Please, take pity on our poor intern, Brian. We sat him down at a computer and we handed him a stack of comedy albums as high as an elephant's eye poor boy spent days listening to stand-up, weeks even, searching for the very best comedy of 2013. Well, you do have some good news. Mission accomplished. We're about to share the results with you. It's Bullseye's Best Comedy of 2013 special. Get ready, we're going to play highlights from a tonne of great comedy specials. Maria Bamford will have a curious response to being asked out on a date.
3: Somebody would ask me how to say, just take my purse, don't hurt me. (laughs) No, I just want to get to know you. I have nothing of
2: value. Craig Ferguson will warn his mom about the dangers of nostalgia.
4: But she would always say, oh, things were better during the war. I
2: was like, how can you
4: say that? You're being carpet-bombed by Nazis. And she's like, yes, but you could leave your door open at night.
2: And John Roy will realize that wisdom comes with age.
5: You have no idea you're getting older in your 20s. That's like a program that's running underneath Windows.
2: It's happening. You just don't get to look at it, but it is deleting all of your files. <laughs> You'll also hear from Pete Holmes, Moshe Casher, Chris Hardwick, Kumail Nanjiani, The Lonely Island, Josie Long, Kurt Brownaller, and many, many more great comedians. It's all coming up on our Best Comedy of 2013 special. Let's go. Hey, folks, a quick warning. Our comedy special features some language and subject matter that might be unsuitable for some younger listeners, depending on sensibility. We've bleeped, of course, the most offensive words, but still, you know, be careful. We're going to kick things off with Kumail Nanjiani. You might recognize him from TV shows like Portlandia or Burning Love, or you might remember him from some of his past appearances on this very program. He grew up with his parents in Pakistan before coming to the United States. Parents all over the world have certain stuff in common. For one thing, it's their job to sometimes make kids do stuff that they don't want to do.
6: I had other, like, scary stuff happening. Like, this happened I was 10, my brother was 6. You know how your parents make you do you don't want to do? My dad's friend's kid was having a birthday, and we did not want to go. This kid was annoying. He was a bully. We didn't want to go. And my dad's like, bad news! You have to go! And we're like... That's as far as we got. So we have to go. So we get there to this birthday, and the birthday's in Pakistan. And, I mean, we're all in Pakistan. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) That would have been horrible if we weren't. And he was like, bad news number two, the birthday's in Pakistan. Here's your ticket there. Make your own way back. See you again. Never, never see you again. So we get to this birthday, and for some reason, on the stereo... They're playing a knockoff Pakistani version of the birthday song, and the song goes exactly like this, I swear. The song goes, Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Happy birthday. And you think it's a horrible duet, you know, with two people? One guy being like, happy birthday. Oh, thank you very much. But it's one voice. So it's one crazy guy alone in a room wishing himself a happy birthday into a mirror and then thanking himself as if he's surprised every time. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. I'm glad someone remembered. Let's go
2: kill everybody. Kumail Nanjiani from his album, Beta Male. You can follow him on Twitter at Kumail N. He's also a member of the cast of the new HBO Mike Judge show, Silicon Valley, which is coming out next year. Kathleen Madigan knows there's no place like home. She also knows that as your parents get older, they retire, they spend a lot of time together, and it might change the dynamic.
7: I did go home. I went home to St. Louis for Christmas, And I walked into my parents' house, which I hadn't been into in about, I don't know, six months. And unbeknownst to me, they changed all the light bulbs in the house into those energy-saving light bulbs. So when I walked in, they're sitting in this weird, dim, hazy lighting, and I'm like, hey, what's going on, guys? We, uh, we having a seance? (laughs) My dad goes, no. No, we're not, Kathleen. Your mother thought it would be a good idea at our age, when our eyesight is failing, <laughs> to make the house as dimly lit as possible, Kathleen. Because she's upset, because Al Gore's upset, because there's no more polar bears. Well, you know what? I'm 69 years old. I live in Missouri. I've never seen a polar bear. I don't care if I ever see a polar bear. What I'd like to see is the coffee table. That's what I'd like to see. And then that starts the side argument. It's not because of Al Gore-Jack. They just don't make the regular light bulbs anymore. I can't find the regular light bulbs anymore. When, when did they stop making regular light bulbs? And why weren't we notified in the mail by the government? <laughs> I mean, we're only gonna live 10 more years. I could have bought enough light bulbs for the rest of our lives. I would have bought extra and sold them out of the back of the truck to other old people who didn't know. I could have jacked the price up. Oh my God they're up all the time it doesn't matter what time you call the house one of them's up yeah oh it could be two in the afternoon three in the morning five a.m eleven Whoa! they're up they call me from weird places it's six a.m. where i am it's five a.m. where they are hello oh what are you doing uh more importantly what are you doing mom well we're at home depot's parking lot we We thought they opened at 6. They don't. They... uh, So we're just going to sit here for an hour and look at the other old people that were confused by their... And... I said, said, Mom, why aren't you sleeping anymore? Well, don't tell your father this, because he'll be embarrassed. But now we're afraid we're going to die in our sleep. So we've decided we'll just stay up, and one of us will be up... And then we'll nap because you never hear somebody dying while they were napping. You don't hear, oh, he died in his nap. You hear they died in their sleep. But if we both fall asleep, we won't know the other one's dead. And that's how things get out of hand.
2: Kathleen Madigan from her album Madigan Again. You can find her online at KathleenMadigan.com. You're listening to the Bullseye Best Comedy of 2013 special. It's a showcase of the best stand-up comedy from the past year, as chosen by our staff, and especially our intern, who just had to listen to album after album after album after album. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. If you follow Pete Holmes at all, you might know that he does a fair number of impressions. He did one on his album from this year, and we want to play some of it for you. It's not an impression of a specific person. It's just, it's like a type of guy that you might run into at a party.
1: I always like doing something silly up top
2: uh, to kind of look at it like comedy stretching. Remind me to not take any of this too seriously. It's just a silly job. So I'd like to do Pierce up top, if any of you are familiar with... (laughs) What a weird world. You guys know Pierce? Yes, we do. We're going to do Pierce. For those of you who don't know Pierce, I feel like expectations are getting up high. Go ahead and lower them. (laughs) Nothing is about to happen. So this is it. This is my impression. (laughs) of a guy asking his friend Pierce to get beers
8: for a party, okay? Starts with a door opening for no reason.
2: the shower alone tomorrow you're dead inside that's how that works make up your own just be like i haven't seen you in years pierce live your life no one else is going to tell you to pete holmes from his album nice try the devil you can follow pete on twitter at pete holmes and you can watch his show the pete holmes show late nights on tbs you might have heard the interview i did with comedian moshe kasher last year Whenever I talk about Moshe, I can't help but bring up his memoir. The title basically offers you a pretty good picture of what it is. It's called *Casher in the Rye, the true tale of a white boy from Oakland who became a drug addict, criminal, mental patient, and then turned 16. Moshe still has a couple of compulsive habits, but there's sort of a different kind of compulsive habit.
0: I have watched the entire Star Trek The Next Generation series in less than a month and a half. Just speed-watching it on Netflix. 180 episodes. A full week of my life. Just Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. At a certain point, you can't even really, like, watch it. You have to just engage in the business of your life, you know? So it would just be playing all the time. But I, like, the other night, it's it's 4 o'clock in the morning. uh, I'm watching Star Trek. Uh, I mean, I walk into my kitchen. I walk into my kitchenette. My kitchenette. I gotta be honest, I don't have a kitchen. I'm not at that level yet. I walk into my kitchen, but I can, I can hear the audio being piped in from the living room because I don't need to watch it anymore. I can just, it's like when the guys unplugged from the Matrix, they could still see what was happening in the coat. I just could hear it. Like, oh, that's Picard. I doing a little bit of this. I was in my... Ki- I'm in my kitchen at... I open my half refrigerator like I'm a 19-year-old college sophomore. I bring out a jar of jam and I just start spooning it into my mouth. Directly, unfettered by the conventions of crackers or bread. I don't need that, I just need to energize, if you will. So I'm just spoon, 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 spoon. And I could hear the audio, Picard's on on screen and he's talking to Dr. Crusher, he goes, Bavale, this is my crazy spot on Patrick Stewart impression. Bavale, spoon, 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 make the feelings go away. Bavale. I'm not just your captain. I'm your friend. And I began to weep. I started weeping. (laughs) He's our friend. And that's when I realized I was going through menopause. (laughs) So I've got some cool stuff going on.
2: Moshe Kasher from his recent comedy album, Live in Oakland. You can find Moshe online at moshekasher.com. And you can watch that special on Netflix. You're listening to Bullseye's best comedy of 2013 special. We're featuring what we think is the best stand-up comedy of the past year. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. A stand-up heavyweight returned to the stage this year. Probably the very best of all time, Bill Cosby. Kids, marriage, I mean, i have listened to Bill talk about anything. Here he is from his special and album, Far From Finished.
9: You'll be, you'll be married and, and see things, man. See the power, the power of the wife. We were going out with an elderly couple in their late 50s. <laughs> and, uh... I opened the car door for her. She got in and she's sitting behind her girlfriend. And I go around, I open the door and I sit behind her girlfriend's husband. He is not my friend. <laughs> He's, I, I have to like him. <laughs> but I, you know, anyway they just but when women greet each other they just oh my god you just look so gorgeous and so do you you look so wonderful and you know where did you get those earrings i could just kill you for those earrings <laughs> they, yeah, oh yes do you like them yes they pick up your eyes they pick up your dress they pick up the dashboard they pick up everything i'm <laughs> just so cute to are the men they're different, man. You say, how you doing, Roy? Good to see you, Bill. Keep in touch, man. <laughs> so he takes out. Now they have a GPS. The GPS, ding, two-fifths of a mile, make a left turn. His wife says two fifths of a mile make a left turn. This continued for another 20 minutes. Every time the machine spoke, she said the same thing. The machine never said a thing. Now We get to the venue. The women go to the inner sanctum. I pull the guy over. I said, hey, man, doesn't it bother you that your wife repeats whatever the machine says? He said, what machine?
2: Bill Cosby from his record, Far From Finished. If you want to see him live and in person, he's touring. Go to BillCosby.com. After a break, Maria Bamford will talk about how she reacts to potential suitors.
3: somebody asked me how I say, just take my purse, don't hurt me. <laughs> no, I just want to get to know you. I have nothing of value!
2: Plus, comedy from Todd Glass, Craig Ferguson, and many more. It's Bullseye's Best Comedy of 2013 special from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Breaking news! January is one of the biggest months ever for the MaximumFun.org network. We're launching four new shows. Yes, four, four new shows. So much stuff to listen to. The first new Max Fun show is Oh No, Ross and Carrie. They join fringe religious groups, undergo alternative medicine treatments, and investigate the paranormal all so you don't have to. Your new late night best friends are Jasper Redd and Kimberly Clark, and their new Max Fun show is called The Goose Down, not to be missed. Also coming to MaxFun in January, Song Exploder. It's a podcast that talks to musicians about their songs and deconstructs how they were put together. And our fourth new show is Lady to Lady, a weekly talk show with Tess Barker, Brandy Posey, and Barbara Gray. It's like The View, if The View was a good thing. And one final announcement, Dave Holmes, the great Dave Holmes from television is joining the network as the new host of our funny-as-heck international quiz show, International Waters. It's going to be a great year for Maximum Fun. You can check out all our new shows at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. You're listening to Bullseye's Best Comedy of 2013 special. I'm Jesse Thorne. If you go to MaximumFun.org, you can find our full list of the year's best stand-up comedy. We here at Bullseye are eternal fans of Maria Bamford. Maria performs like no one else, and it's probably because she looks at the world like no one else. Because of that, dating's kind of an ongoing struggle for her.
3: I'm 42, and I have, um, and i really, I'm, I'm dating, I'm on e me as well as a and, uh, <laughs> Okay, stupid. <laughs> and, um... Things are going great. Uh, but I have, you know, I mean, I've had lots of wonderful relationships. And then I heard this comic say uh, yeah, if a woman's over 40 and she's never been married, there's something wrong with her.
10: <gasps> oh, no!
3: Sometimes I worry about dying alone, but, you know. I'm fun. And, uh... And sooner or later, they're gonna wheel your wheelchair into a wall and forget about you for five hours. (laughs) Miss Bamford, we'd wonder where you'd gone. Oh, I was just working on this puzzle in the air. (laughs) I finished the old mill, now I'm finding pieces of sky. You going to see Mr. Peterson later on today? Oh, we're just keeping it casual. (laughs) You're doing a great job. Oh, who's that? Your self-esteem.
10: Awesome. So.
3: I used to be very afraid of relationships. I'm not sure why. I, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, somebody would ask me out. I'd say, "Just take my purse. Don't hurt me." No, I just want to get to know you. I have nothing of
10: value. <laughs> oh, you
3: just seem like an interesting person. sent you?
2: Maria Bamford from her album "Ask Me About My New God." You can check out her Twitter at Maria BamFu. If you're looking for a comedian who can ruminate on the miscommunication and heartbreak that is oh so common in relationships, Mike Birbiglia is your man. This year, he put out a special called My Girlfriend's Boyfriend. On it, he revisited his time in high school.
11: I'm at the St. John's High School, what they call a cattle call dance. This is an all-boys Catholic school I attended, where they would invite the girls from all over the state to our sweaty St. John's gymnasium like cattle. Which is a friendly way to describe women, you know, so... (laughs) Cattle shows up at 8. We make out with the cattle. (laughs) Cattle goes home at 10. And then we go out for burgers. (laughs) Completely separate from the cattle analogy. It was a horrible affair. It was just like this room chock full of sweat and hormones, and Dracar Noir, (laughs) and Led Zeppelin, and making out. At this point, I was indeed the lone member of the non-makeout club, but it was actually worse than that, because I had to lie to my friends and tell them I had had my first kiss, because it was like this really tough all-boys school, and so when they would ask, like, oh, have you had your first kiss? I'd be like, yeah, like, all the time, like, every, (laughs) every week. I always feared at some point there'd be a follow-up question, like, oh, yeah, what's it like? And I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's just like licking an ice cream cone. And they'd be like, no, it's not. It's like sucking on a rocket pop. And I'd be like, ah, wrong frozen dessert analogy. <laughs> I'm at the dance, and I'm flanked by my friend Sam Ricciardi, and we're introduced by our friend Tom to these girls from his town. They were the last two cows of the dance. And... <laughs> and Sam says one of these phrases I think we've all heard but is very uncomfortable to repeat. He says, you get that one. (laughs) Which I know is the worst turn of phrase but I'm comfortable saying it because I know I've been on the negative end of that conversation (laughs) where a girl says, of me, you get that one and then her friend goes like, oof, you know, or even worse, (laughs) or even worse, like, you owe me which really hurts. (laughs) Thinking of someone incurring debt based on my appearance, I would hate to hurt someone's credit score, you know? So he goes, he goes, you get that one. And then I'm just fast dancing with this girl, Sandra, the young MC's to Move. And I'm not great at fast dancing, but they had the strobe light going. So it's only catching me one out of every five frames. (laughs) So she's losing interest, but at one-fifth the speed. (laughs) And then I'm saved by a slow song, Stairway to Heaven, which is a classic make-out anthem. Led Zeppelin, eight minutes long. What's great about slow dancing is you can't really mess it up because it's just sort of a slow-motion hug. Like, the only way you could mess it up is if you just started fast dancing in the middle of it. She'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I don't pick up on social cues, you know, but I'm... (laughs) But it's such a long song, yeah. You know, stairways. I'm just trying not to fidget. I'm sort of a fidgety person. I feared if I fidgeted too much, I might initiate the head tilt too early. I didn't know anything about making out, but I'd seen people do it. I could see there's like a head tilt. I, I heard there were tongues involved, and I could see that there was like some kind of space in between the two mouths. To me, that was the most mysterious part of the whole thing. What is happening in that space? There is no. You know, there's no video documentation of that area. It's like the giant squid of making out. No one has seen it alive. They've only seen it washed up on the shore. Which is more specific to the squid side of that analogy but) So I'm trying not to fidget, and then with one and a half minutes left in Stairway to Heaven, the song hits that crescendo. Ma-na-na, na ma-na-na, na <laughs> All around me, kids start to make the tilt. Just a harvest of teenagers making out all around me. I was like, Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to be alone anymore! And I make the slightest tilt, and then Sandra comes in strong, and then it's an all-out mouth war, and she had artillery, because she had braces. It was like a dog eating spaghetti and the fork. As this oral atrocity is taking place, all I can think is, I'm not alone anymore!
2: Mike Birbiglia from his comedy special, My Girlfriend's Boyfriend. For his tour schedule in 2014, go to birbigs, B-I-R-B-I-G-S dot You're listening to Bullseye's Best Comedy of 2013 special. We're featuring the best stand-up of the past year. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. Eugene Merman is busy. He's got a successful stand-up career. He also voices characters on Bob's Burgers and Archer. But even the busiest guys occasionally have time to kill.
12: I'm often at, uh, you know, before a show I'll be at the bar because I'll have hours, and uh, you know when they... I don't mean like drinking, I mean sitting there waiting and staring at people, judging them. Uh, Anyway, Av and I have just like time to kill, and so uh, you know how when you order a drink, they'll give it to you on a napkin, and so what I'll do often before a show is I'll just sit for hours writing little messages and then putting it at the bottom of the pile of napkins so in like a week or something somebody gets a message from me, And I found a bunch of old napkins that I guess the bartender never turned around, so I kept them that I wanted to share with you. And uh, here they are. These are notes that I meant to leave for people. Cheer up, fatty. (laughs) It's okay to lie to old people. (laughs) This napkin gives you permission to talk about politics even though you're drunk and uninformed. You can lead a horse to water. Congratulations, <laughs> face. You are an alchemist who can turn six beers into an awkward three-week relationship. You all are. And then lastly, poor little guy. Have a baby, it'll save your marriage a fun thing to leave but a terrible thing to get it's also not true don't do that also don't do something that a napkin tells you to do that's my life advice never listen to a napkin
2: Eugene Merman from his album An Evening of Comedy in a Fake Underground Laboratory you can follow him on Twitter at Eugene Merman You're listening to the Bullseye Best Comedy of 2013 special. We're playing some of the best comedy from some of the best comedy albums of the past year. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. Todd Glass has been on a bunch of late night TV programs, Politically Incorrect, Jimmy Kimmel, Conan O'Brien, but being on television late at night is a lot different from watching television at that same time. For one thing, you don't see all the commercials.
13: I realized the later you're up, it seems like they advertise a lot of things like cleaning products. They'll get any stain out of a carpeting. They have a lot of bags that don't leak. A knife that'll cut through anything. I thought, do they think like mass murderers are up late at night trying to clean up a crime scene? Then I thought i being crazy. But then I swear to you at four in the morning, I saw an ad for a wood chipper what maniac is up at 4 in the morning looking for bags that don't leak and a wood chipper why don't they just give a map of random vacant lots where you can bury dead bodies at they just say things late at night, it's just they ask questions that no reasonable person is going to respond to you shouldn't have to pay more just because you have bad credit I've had bad credit and I like to believe that's true well, what person's going, you know, every time people give me money, I f- them over. Now I need more money. Shouldn't I get a discount? And he sees the commercial. He's like, yeah, thank you. There's an ad for a law firm, Becker & Becker. They go, at Becker & Becker, we can't reverse your injuries, but we sure can get you a fair settlement. Okay, no shit. Who's calling to see if they could reverse the injuries? What guy's calling up with his wife in the other room? Honey, I'm going to call Becker and Becker. At this point, I guess all we can hope for is a uh, fair settlement.
7: Ask if they can reverse the injuries.
13: (laughs) (sighs) Honey, I got to be honest, and I love you, but uh, that's a little unrealistic. I think we should just call to see if we can get a fair settlement.
14: If it was your back,
15: I would ask them. Why does everything have to be a
10: fight?
13: (laughs) Hi, Becker and Becker. Yeah, can you, um... I was in a car accident, and I was just wondering if you could... Ask them! Could you reverse injuries? No. No. We can't reverse the injuries. No, they can't reverse the injuries, honey.
7: Ask for the supervisor!
13: (laughs) You never know. Maybe the supervisor gets on. Sure, we can reverse the injuries.
2: That's Todd Glass from his album, Todd Glass Talks About Stuff. You can find Todd Glass on Twitter, at Todd Glass. While we're on the subject of television, let's hear from a TV host. Craig Ferguson can be seen nightly on The Late Late Show on CBS. It's pretty weird for a late night show. For one thing, there's no band, and also his his sidekick is a talking robot skeleton. But some of the weirdest stuff... Happens behind the scenes.
4: No, you know, people say to me, uh, Craig, why do you call the studio audience uh, hobos at your show? And I'll, I'll tell you why, because they are, some of them anyway. And I'll tell you how I found out. Because after the show one day, I went to the restroom, and I used the same restroom as the audience, show business. And I went into the restroom, and there was a gentleman who had been in the audience washing his feet. That's a clue. <laughs> He was washing his feet. I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, just washing my feet. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And, and he said, I love your show, man. I said, thanks very much. He said, to be honest, I don't care for you. The accent, it's irritating. I'm like, okay. He said, but I just love coming here. I, I love coming here. I, you know, I can wash my feet. They give us some snacks. And they pay me 10 bucks an hour. I'm like, what? They pay you 10 bucks an hour? He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, wait there. So I go and see the producers of the show. I said paying hobos ten bucks an hour to pretend to like me? And they said, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> they said everybody does it. And apparently everybody does. I didn't know this. Everybody does it. All the daytime shows, all the late night shows, all the award shows, any show with an audience, the, the Emmys, the Oscars, the Grammys, f- anything. They have this team of hobos that go from place to place. I don't know how they get in touch with them. It's like a bat signal or something. And. <laughs> And they're seat fillers, because nobody wants to see an empty seat on TV, so these people, you know, they wait. And if, like, at the Oscars, if Tom Cruise has to go to the bathroom during the Oscars, a hobo will go over to his seat (laughs) and, you know, fill the seat. And if Tom Cruise wins the Oscar while the hobo's in the seat, the hobo has to go up and collect it. (laughs) That last bit isn't true, but that would be awesome if it was. Oh, I'd like to thank everybody under the bridge. Could <laughs> would just be more entertaining? Anyway, yeah, my dad watched the uh, nature documentaries. My mother hated them, but uh, my mother was a very different person. She was uh, someone who glamorised the past, which was weird, because my mother grew up in Glasgow in the 1940s when it was being carpet-bombed by Nazis. But she would always say, Oh, things were better during the war. I was like, how you say that? You're being carpet-bombed by Nazis. And she's like, yes, but you could leave your door open at night.
2: (laughs) Craig Ferguson from this year's stand-up comedy album, I'm Here to Help. You can find him on Twitter, at Craigie Ferg. Chris Hardwick has long been a supporter of nerd culture. I mean, his Twitter handle is at Nerdist. But when Hardwick noticed movie commercials quoting reviews from nerdy fan sites, he thought that maybe things have gone a little too far
8: the internet's a fun place I, uh, I there, there's a lot of like when you see movies now like in the, when they advertise movies they're starting to use websites as, as reviews for the films right? and that's fine I think there's a lot of talented bloggers and writers on the internet but I also think it's filled with people who are reviewing things but they're really frustrated writers so when they review a film they just try to use super clever metaphors and they don't just f-ing tell you if you should see the movie or not Like, when Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows came out, I remember seeing the commercial for it and went, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. CinemaFun.com says, A Pandora's Box of Excitement. (laughs) I assume you're all educated, and you may remember that Pandora's Box released all the evils onto the world. (laughs) So my point is, a tragic event does not an upbeat metaphor make. CinemaFun.com says Bridesmaids is a slave trade of hilarity. (laughs) A potato famine of twists and turns. Oppressively funny.
2: That's Chris Hardwick from his album, Mandroid. And you can check out his new show on Comedy Central. It's called At Midnight. I really like it. It's really funny. After a break, more comedy. Hear John Roy react to the natural progression of life. You have no idea you're getting older in your 20s. That's like a program that's running underneath windows. It's happening. You just don't get to look at it. But it is deleting all of your files. (laughs) It's Bullseye's best comedy of 2013 special from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Maximum Fun is a co sponsor of NYC Podfest, happening January 11th and 12th at Fontana's in downtown Manhattan. Single tickets are now available. You can like NYC Podfest on Facebook and follow at NYC Podfest on Twitter for updates. NYC Podfest, big laughs, big shows, intimate stage. NYCpodfest.com for more info. It's Bullseye's best comedy of 2013 special. I'm Jesse Thorne. You're listening to comedy from some of the best albums released in 2013, as chosen by our staff at Bullseye. You can find our full list with purchase links at MaximumFun.org. Andy Samberg, Yorma Taconi, and Akiva Schaffer make up The Lonely Island. These guys are music video phenoms who used to work at Saturday Night Live. He made the Lazy Sunday video, the one with Michael Bolden, the one with Justin Timberlake that was about a gift in a box. Anyway, Lonely Island is still going strong. They released a new album in 2013 called The Whack Album. Here's YOLO.
5: YOLO, you only live once. The battle cry of a generation. This life is a precious
10: gift. So don't get too crazy. It's not worth the risk.
15: 'Cause it's bad for your ears your friends will all be sorry when they can't hear and save the hell away from drugs because they're not legal then bury all your money in the backyard like a beagle Cause you should never trust the bank they've been known to fail and never travel by car or bus boat or by rail and don't travel by plane and don't travel at all build a bomb shelter basement with titanium walls and wear titanium suits in case pianos fall on ya. and never go with saunas wait till it's
10: fun. Yeah. Yeah.
15: Yeah. yeah and here's another piece of advice stay away from kids because their hair is ill with mad life. there's no such thing as too much purell this a cautionary tale works at george orwell so during 1984 sending plugs into sockets always oh, wear a jacket he then hire a taster, make him check your food for poison And if you think your mailman is a spy, then destroy you No blankets or pajamas, they can choke you in your sleep Two words about Church healing machine. Board your windows up. The sun is bad for your health. And always wear a great jacket so you're from yourself. Uh huh. Take no chances. No chances. Stop freelancing right now. Invest in your future. Don't dilute your finances. Uh-huh. 401k. Okay. Make sure it's low risk. and get some real estate. How much? 4.2 percent. 30 year mortgage. That's important. That's a great deal. And if you can't afford it, don't forge it on your last bill. Renting this for suckers right now. A dependable savings and you're. With money in your account, be so low. Say no, no. Isolate yourself and just roll solo. Be careful, low. Oh. You wanna
10: look out, also stand for you
2: That was YOLO by The Lonely Island, featuring Adam Levine and Kendrick Lamar from their latest release, The Whack Album. To keep up with them, you can visit their website, thelonelyisland.com. You're listening to Bullseye's Best Comedy of 2013 special. We're featuring what we think is the best stand-up comedy of the past year. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. Dana Gould is a prolific television writer and a longtime stand-up comedian, one of the funniest people in the world. He knows how to tell a story and, more importantly, how to recognize when there isn't one.
14: My wife is the smartest person I know, hands down. And she has a very involved job. She works really hard. And when she comes home, she just shuts off. And she will only watch reality shows. And the dumber the show, the more she wants to watch it. I cannot be in the room when they're on. Because you will never experience less reality than when you're watching a reality show. (laughs) You're watching people who aren't actors, put into situations created by people who aren't writers, (laughs) and they're second-guessing how they think you would like to see them behave if this were a real situation, which it's not. And you are passively observing this. You're watching an amateur production of nothing. It's, it's like a photo of a drawing of a hologram. It's the Beatles of
2: Wasting Your Time. Dana Gould from his album, I Know It's Wrong. You can find him on Twitter at Dana J. Gould. And, fun fact, he just played a very serious police detective in TNT's Mob City. This year, one of John Roy's biggest projects was actually about another stand-up comedian, Roy co created an IFC web series called Marin in Space. It's about, you guessed it, a fictional version of the comedian Mark Marin gallivanting through space. Roy also put out a great stand up album. Let's listen to some now. Starting to feel old. I hate it.
5: Of course I hate it. No one's like, I'm starting to feel old. I hope I can't walk someday. That doesn't (laughs) mean. And I know that I'm in my 30s, it's not that old, but it's in your 30s when you start even knowing that you're getting older. You can't even, you have no idea you're getting older in your 20s. That's like a program that's running underneath windows. It's happening. You just don't get to look at it, but it is deleting all of your files. But I can pinpoint the exact moment when it dawned on me. When I realized I was getting older Because I felt cooler than I've ever felt in my life For five minutes And then I felt older than I've ever felt in my life Immediately I was in a car I was at a stoplight There was a 25 year old black dude and his white buddy Hanging out at the corner The black guy pointed to his white friend And then he pointed at me and he was like Will you tell this fool Who KRS-1 was? (laughs) And I was like Of course, he was the rapper in Boogie Down Productions. And he goes, thank you. I was like, well, that guy knew I was cool enough to know who KRS-One was. And then I was like, wait a minute. KRS-One's from the 80s? That guy knew I was old enough. He might as well have been like, Will you tell this fool who Michael Dukakis was? (laughs) And then tell him about where's the beef. (laughs) I was in Atlantic City, I met some real old people. And I know that's like saying I was in the forest and there were trees. But this woman on the elevator with me at the Travacana had to be 90 at least. We go up one floor and a 90-year-old dude gets on. And immediately they start talking to each other. And she's like, great weather we're having today. And he goes, oh, you don't get too many of these in a row. She goes, well, I hope we get another one tomorrow. And he goes, well, I'll keep my fingers crossed. And I was like, are you kidding me? When I am 90, there is no more small talk. I don't have time. I see another 90 year old, I don't care where we are. I'm just gonna be like, okay, life after death, is it real, what do you got?" We have a lot of accumulated wisdom. We do not have a lot of time. So, is there a God? Yes or no? What do you got? Because those questions are fun and hypothetical. When you're pulling bongs after your philosophy group at UCLA and you're all 21. But when you're 90, those questions are about to get practical as f-. And whatever we tell ourselves, they do have right answers somewhere. And those people are about to see the teacher's edition.
2: (laughs) John Roy from his album, Alexander Hamilton. You can find John Roy at his website, johnroylive.com. You're listening to Bullseye's Best Comedy of 2013 special. We're playing some of the best stand-up comedy from the past year. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. Maximum Fun held its first ever cruise this year. It's called the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival, colloquially known as BoatParty.biz. Some excellent comedians joined us for the trip to the Bahamas. One of them was Josie Long. Josie lives in England, but she wanted to make it clear how much she loves certain parts of American culture.
16: These are some things about me that I to introduce myself to you. If you, um, if we, if you've not yet seen me or anything like that, um, there's, these are two little facts about me. Uh, one thing about me is that I really love to listen to the rap music of the rapper Jay Z, and to yes, I like to listen to it, and I like to disproportionately identify with him. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just like you, Jay Z. I'm also from the mean streets of Alpington in Kent. <laughs> It was rough. Oh, I'm just like you. I know what it's like to get hassle off the law, and I totally do because I touched in on my Oyster card to go on the tube. Do you even know what that is? You provincial. <laughs> right? And then I um I got fined even though I touched in. So I know what it's like to be unfairly victimised by the police. Um so I love Jay-Z I love to listen to Jay-Z and I love the Black Album and I know that's like the big famous one but I love it and I love 99 Problems and I know that's the big famous one but, and if you don't know it, it's, I really love it it goes like I've got 99 Problems but a bitch ain't one which if anything as a feminist kind of rankles with me but the rest of it is belting so <laughs> it's fine uh, and I love to listen to Jay-Z another thing about me that you may not know is that I really like when I'm alone I like to put on a 1930s film noir detective voice that's like my hobby is I like to pretend to be Along the lines of, having a crisis, eh? Why, you have a crisis, I'll have a martini. We'll see which lasts the longest. No, no, let the boy pick that up. Who's the boy? We have no idea. That's that's what adds texture to the impression. Um... But this is what I've learned quite by chance, right? What I've learned quite by chance is you can say any line from any of the Black Album, but especially any line from 99 Problems pretending to be a 1930s film noir detective. And it works so well that it's like Jay-Z is just waiting for me to become super best friends with him and to take Beyonce cold swimming at the um, Brockwell Park Lido in South East London, which I'm happy to do all year round. And I think she'd be into it because she's very strong and athletic. Mm. But if you don't believe me about this song, I can prove it to you right there. You're know the not a type. Loud as a motorbike, but wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. <laughs> I'm from the hood, stupid. What kind of facts are those? Um, oh, if you don't believe me, there's like a whole bit where the police come and they're like, well, aren't you sharp as a tack? What are you, some kind of lawyer? Something important or something? Well, I ain't passed the bar, but I know a little bit. Well, they'll see how smart you are when the canine comes. It's... Incredible, is what I'm trying to say. The whole thing is like the best game, and that's a game you can play. This is a game you can play anytime you hear it. The whole album, the best line in the whole song goes, trying to play a brother like he's saccharin. Well, there ain't nothing sweet about how I hold my gun. That's amazing. But then, it's a bit of a party trick, but the thing is, the only bit that doesn't work is the whole b- bit. Because it's so anachronistic, it just feels wrong. So you have to go like, I've got ninety-nine problems, but I'm unable to disclose all of them at this time. <laughs> you mark my words; i one of those problem features a dame. If you catch me, I'm sure you do.
2: You can find out what Josie will be up to in 2014 by going to her website, josielong.com. Another great comic who joined us on the cruise is Jasper Red. He lives in Los Angeles. And like many of us Angelinos, he suffers from a very common affliction. I
1: will be thinking about things, y'all, visionary, like over Redenbacher. <laughs> I'm a visionary, man. I think car horns should sound like gunshots. <laughs> y'all with me on that? See, look at you. I told you. I'm trying to get that patent right now. I'm trying to get a copyright on that right now. Application been sent. Just waiting on the feedback. Car horns should sound like gunshots, cause the sound of a horn is not representing my road rage properly no more in these streets. It <laughs> is getting drastic. Calls of drastic measures. Cause I ain't never been angry with someone all of a sudden had the urge to toot a trumpet. You know? <laughs> they ain't how I sell the disputes. You just say nah, let me go. What you just say? Nah, y'all, you don't know who the hell you talking to. Yeah, you better run, mother. Hey, Jabbar, go get your oboe and your tuba out your car trunk, man. Yeah, go ahead, pop the trunk. Time to do a parade, and I just got out of jail for a parade charge, but. You can take the man out the parade, but you can't take the parade out the man. I'm in these streets. Clearing that up.
2: Jasper Red from his comedy set recorded on the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. Starting in 2014, you'll also be able to hear him on a brand new podcast on the Maximum Fun Network with his co-host Kimberly Clark. It's called The Goose Down. Grab it in your iTunes or whatever. Kurt Brownaller is the kind of comedian who doesn't limit himself to the stage. He thinks big. He kickstarted a project to hire a skywriter to write, How Do I Land in Giant Letters Above L.A.? And he totally did it. Totally hired a guy to write that. He is very committed to his jokes. But he's also had to learn when to give up.
17: But I've been writing all my stand-up on, like, giant poster-sized Post-it notes. Um, They're, like, really big. And uh, so when you walk into the first room of my apartment, it's just covered in my writing. And my friend Albertina came over the other day and she was like, hey, you can't bring a woman back here because you look like the Unabomber. (laughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? These are all funny jokes. And she said, it just says here, do bad decisions exist? Question mark. I was like, that's a, that's a funny joke. And she's like, no, that's a crazy person thought. But this was her idea. She said, you know what would be funny if you wrote on the wall, list of people I need to kill, and that had like eight names with the first one crossed off. I was like, that is funny. So I did that, and then I thought it would be even funnier if the last name just said Random. So flash forward like three months and I have finally convinced a young lady to come back to my apartment with me. And as I'm putting the key in the door, I remember that I have a list of people I need to kill on my wall that (laughs) needs some explaining. She comes and she sees it. She kind of freaks out a little bit. And I'm just like, no, this is a joke. I'm a comedian. I explain the whole thing. And she calms down. But I just can't help myself. And I slowly cross off random. (laughs) And she left. She totally left. I called her a car, I waited outside with her. I was like, you gotta admit, it's pretty funny I committed to that bit. (laughs) She didn't think so. Thank you so much, guys.
2: Kurt Brownaller from his album, How Do I Land? If you're in L.A., he hosts a great live comedy show every Monday night with his pal, Kristen Schaal. It's called Hot Tub. That does it for our Best Comedy of 2013 special. You can find our full list of the best stand-up comedy on our website, MaximumFun.org, including a few honorable mentions, and, you know, we're sorry. There's a lot of great comedy out there. We Some things were just picked for time reasons. I don't want anybody to get angry at us. That's it for this week's Bullseye. The show's produced by speaking into microphones. Our producer, Julia Smith, senior producer, Nick White. Our intern, Brian Bolt, listened to many, many, many hours of stand-up comedy to help produce this week's episode. Thank you for that, Brian. I hope it wasn't too bad. I mean, there's worse things that interns have to do. Interstitial music is provided by Dan Wally. Bullseye's theme music is provided by The Go Team. Our thanks to them and, of course, their label, Memphis Industries. All of the past episodes of Bullseye are free. You can find them at MaximumFun.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast for free. Find the RSS feed at MaximumFun.org or find it in iTunes or your favorite podcasting software. If you have thoughts about the show, you can always send me an email. My email address is jesse at MaximumFun.org. That's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off.
3: Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.
14: MaximumFun.org.
8: Comedy and culture. Artist
10: owned.
14: Listener supported.